That is right. Here we go. Episode 70 of the Hardline Sports Talk. I'm Michael Merlo. I've got John Michael Masiri here with me. JM, how are you doing? You know, I thought you would never ask. Uh, I'm doing good, oh. Mike. I'm doing good. How are you doing? It's hot. I can't stand the heat. I'm sick of it. Like, I actually wish it was freezing cold. No, you but see, this is where we have problems, okay? Give me 90 degrees over... 10 every day of the week. I can make myself warm. I can't make myself cooler because I'll get arrested yeah, if I try and make but, myself cooler. But at least when you're hot, like you could just drink some water or whatever. When you're cold, you got to, first of all, you got to layer up like crazy. If you don't, your hands start freezing. Your nose gets cold. Your nose starts running. It's it's too much. I don't need I'd my, rather, I, don't, I don't need joints freezing up. I'd rather be cold. I'd rather the joints freeze up than me be drenched in sweat and uncomfortable. Well, at least, you know, the sweat shows a sweaty body is a healthy body. I'm sweating right now. It's not healthy. I'm sweating in my dining room right now. Well, that's your own problem. Get the AC. And I'm drinking water. I'm in my nice air conditioned home right now. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, this is an air. I don't have the central air. We don't have an air conditioner in here. Oh, please. Yeah. But anyway, to sports, we have a lot to do today. Um, There's a lot of things going on in the NFL And what I mean by that is there's contracts being signed. um, There's crazy clauses in contracts being signed and there's contracts not being signed by some players Mm -hmm. and a bunch of other crazy takes from players and analysts, which we'll get to in a little bit, but we are going to start with baseball and there's a lot to do in baseball. Not only are we going to predict where the top trade deadline targets are going to go, but we're also going to talk about where possibly I think the biggest trade possible, one of the best players that ever be traded, Juan Soto could possibly go. And a preview of the Subway Series coming up Tuesday night. So let's start with Juan Soto, right? Let's start with the best player to possibly ever be traded. Well, yeah, but listen, I don't I really can't fathom it happening, to be honest with you. Like I haven't wrapped my brain around brain around it. I don't know if I ever will, just because the return that there's gonna be for this trade is going to be the like like nothing we've ever seen, honestly. Um, now, is it going to happen in the middle of the season? I thought not, but it, it seems like everything, you know, it keeps heating up. So let's see if it does happen. I just didn't think a team would be able to come up with such a large trade package um, in the middle of the season. It's just logistically is tough. You know, I didn't think it would make a lot of sense, but I think, you know, that Juan Soto is such a hot commodity and there's a lot of teams that are interested in him. So you might see a team get very aggressive and present the Nationals with an offer that they cannot refuse. You know, it's kind of like uh, an arms race for Juan Soto. It's just whoever gets to the finish line first with the best offer. Um, but there's, I mean, there's there's a, a ton of teams that can be thrown into the mix here. I mean, baseball all around, everybody's going to want Juan Soto. Yeah, and, and I, I've sort of agreed with what your, your take was, not envisioning a trade getting done just because of how big and just the magnitude of the trade. I mean, there's no reason to rush something like this. I understand the thought of getting him for an extra pennant race, which you'd get him for technically three pennant races if you were to trade for him now, but I still feel like you're going to get a ton you know, still a, a massive trade package back, even if you traded them in the offseason, but you're not rushing. And also we have to factor something in. This team is being sold. So the learner family right now who owns the team is selling the team. So 
don't you think these new owners are going to want to crack at it? You know, isn't the franchise more valuable with Juan Soto on the team? That's what I don't understand. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that's a bit confusing because you're right. I mean, I think they would want to buy the team with a revolutionary talent like Juan Soto is, but, but like you were just saying about, you know, you got them for an extra pennant race. I don't know. Is that going to work for the nationals or against the nationals? Like, I wonder if a team in the middle of the season, could come up with a better offer versus in the off season. Um, it's tough. I mean, you know, you got guys in the middle of the season playing well better than others. I don't know if they want, I think they want national uh, major league talent back in the trade uh, along with some top tier pros- prospects. But um, you know, I feel like it's just a trade like of this magnitude. It's tough to make it happen so quickly when over the offseason, you've got a couple of months to think things over, to, you know, evaluate players. Uh, I, I bet the, the national scouting department is very, very busy right now. And there's a bit of like a panic if they really want to get this deal done before the deadline. That's the word I was thinking of. And they also have another player that is, has a ton of interest around the league, and that's Josh Bell, who will uh, we'll predict where he's going in a little bit. But there's a report out there that the Nationals want to get that deal done ASAP because they want to focus all of their attention on Juan Soto. And obviously, Josh Bell is having a very nice season. It's not the same kind of trade because they're just not the same player at all. And he's a rental. But, you know, they still want to get as much back as possible. And you're right. These these people in these scouting departments are probably like, holy crap. Like we got to, they, they must be everywhere right now. Minor league scouts, major league scouts, trying to figure out what the do, best do possible trade packages. They're doing their yeah. homework. Which lot, is why, you know, and, and you put that into perspective even more, not, you know, like, I, I guess I never even thought about the scouts in this, like the actual people in the front office. I really don't think he's getting traded. I I, I don't. Neither do I. It's, it's too much. It, like, all right, let's, let's use the Yankees for an example. They're, they're being thrown into the mix for Juan Soto and, you know, you hear rumors left and right from different people, but apparently the Nationals really like Volpe. And I, I just don't get, like, if the Yankees trade for Soto, it's not necessarily definite that this will happen, but it's definitely more than likely. They're done with Judge. Right. I mean, you trade for Soto, you're probably not going to let a 23-year-old play the next two seasons and then walk when he's 25. So you're going to lock him up, give him that extension. And then it's like, okay, well, what are we going to have a billion dollar outfield? Literally. I mean, you got the Stanton contract, then you're going to give judge North of 300 million and you're going to give Soto 400, 500 million. It's impossible. So I, I just can't, like I said, it, he's obviously, you said it before, one of the best players, if not the best player ever, that's going to be traded. But how, willing our teams to make such a drastic decision, especially a team like the Yankees who are already having a great season to make such a drastic move that could shake their franchise in the middle. That's what it is. That's what it is. And you know what? I kind of understand what you're saying because if a team trades for him, let's say the Dodgers trade for him tomorrow, right? The Dodgers don't have to give him that extension. They, let's say the Yankees trade for him. The Yankees don't have to give him that extension right away. It could be done the year before he's about to have free agency. Mm-hmm. You know, you as the team don't have to rush. And believe me, this, I mean, obviously wants his long-term contract or whatever he's going to get. He's going to be the first $30 million arbitration player ever. 
I mean, he's already at 19 million this year. He's got two more years. So he, it's not like he's going to be completely underpaid. He's going to get paid a ton of money, especially for his age compared to others. Right. But you don't have to give him that extension right away, which I think leaves the door open for other teams. You know, we've talked about, I've heard the Mariners thrown around. They have so much to offer, you know, excluding uh, Julio Rodriguez, who would not be in the trade, but everything else they have in their farm system, even the young players they have in the major leagues right now, they could even make a trade for him and just say, okay, we're going for it for the next two and a half years. And if it doesn't work, okay, goodbye. Thank you, Juan. Right. But I think a team, I think a team like the Mariners or the Cardinals or somebody like that, especially the Mariners, I feel like they are like a perfect team that Soto could end up with because they don't already have a 200 something million dollar payroll. You go out and you get Juan Soto, who, I mean, how many times are we going to say it? The guy's 23 years old, incredible player, right? Ted Williams-esque bat. You're going to go out and get him. Let's say you give him, I don't know. What what do we think his contract's going to be? Let's say 15 15 for 400. No, I think it's going to be 15. I we could debate this another day. I think it's going to be 15 for 600. All right, let's. Oh my god, 600. Get the hell out of here. That's not happening. That's not happening. Hold Scott on, Scott Boris. Scott Boris works his magic, but he's 40 not getting, million a year. He's not he's getting, getting 40, 40 million a year. For I think 15 he's getting 40 years. million a year. He's I truly believe it. He's not. Um, come on, we haven't had a 500 million dollar player yet. You think he's going to get 600 million? Then he's gonna then for fifteen years it's it's not gonna be fifteen years. Oh, come on. I think he's getting forty million a year. All right, I maybe, listen to Scott. Maybe Morris. if you maybe if you give him a ten year contract, he'll get forty million a year. But yeah, he'll get. Let's just say hypothetically, he gets fifteen million. He gets fifteen years, and he's making thirty five million a year. Okay, let's just use All that right. number. Hold on. So you now have a guy who's going to play up until his age. Let's say I don't know when the contract's going to kick in, but at thirty eight anyway from age thirty eight to forty season. Right, making thirty-five million dollars a year. Five years from now, ten years from now, he'll be underpaid. Literally, like he's he's that good that the rest of the league, the numbers will catch up, and you'll be like, Monsoto's underpaid. So, if I'm the Mariners, I am doing whatever the hell I can to get Monsoto, and that goes for any other team too. If I'm the Yankees or I'm whoever, but I'm just saying, the Mariners obviously have a little more leeway. But then again, the Mariners also don't make the same money that the New York Yankees, the New York Mets, the Dodgers, all those teams do. So I think everybody should be in contention, and I think they are. Um, And it's a no-brainer move as long as, you know, to a certain extent, as long as you don't give up your whole freaking team. Right. And I understand some people, some fans being very weary of giving up the entire farm system. You know, to me, I would do whatever it takes to get him. But, you know, from I'll just use the Mets as an example. The Mets farm system is very top heavy. They have a bunch of really solid top prospects and not much. So, yeah, you're going to get this generational type player, but you're going to, you know, pay for it, you know, in the end with these prospects if you were to give them up. And if you're a team like the Mets, do you take that chance of him becoming a free agent in two and a half years and saying, let's just give him the money? Right. And I think other teams could, you know, possibly say, I'm going to wait it out. You know, why, why give all of this up when there's a chance I could wait two and a half years and just give them that money? Here's what I'll say. I think, first of all, I think the Mets are a, one of the more unrealistic ones that are thrown. Oh, 100, 100%. I don't just, think they have a chance. Just because. I'm just using an example. Right. Just because, you know, the division thing, 
I don't know. I, I know Steve Cohen doesn't really think this way, but I wonder if he has a little bit of a hesitation in this just because of the Lindor trade, same situation trade for a guy, sign him to an extension. He hasn't panned out as well as they wanted to not have not a bad player at all, but it hasn't panned out exactly how they want it to be. Plus you see Andres Jimenez, maybe all-star team, even Ahmed Rosario is having a nice year. So I don't know if Steve Cohen is necessarily going to be willing to do that again. Um, you know, now mix that with what I just said, you know, divisional trade. You know, I think that's pretty unlikely. Um, I would say the top three teams I could see happening are, I want to say the Mariners, but I, I really don't think they have the balls to do it, to be honest with you. Right. I, I, I'm going to say the, the, I think the Cardinals are the most likely destination. Agreed. And then I think you could throw in San Francisco, the Dodgers, and I'd say an outside chance for the Yankees just because of the whole judge situation. I know the, you know, they're definitely interested, interested, um, but I'd put them like four, the Yankees. Well, the thing with the Yankees, I, I agree. I think the Dodgers are in there and the Padres are apparently going. San Diego too, form. thank you. The thing with the Yankees is that they may want, you know, are they going to think about it? And they kick the tires, obviously, but there's also a chance they're like, listen, why not give ourselves insurance, you know, because, and it's a pretty hefty insurance policy, but <laughs> yeah, you know, this guy, Aaron judge is going to test free agency and he's an older guy and the safer bet is giving Soto, even if like, you know, it was the contract that you said 15 years for 525 million, which would be about $35 million a year. That is a safer contract than giving judge $36 million for the next seven or eight years, yeah. just because I mean, of the age-wise. It really is. Um, I would say, as you know, as a Yankee fan, my heart is telling me I want Aaron Judge. My head is telling me he wants Soto, to be honest Please. with you, just because Please. it's it's like you look at the facts on paper and you're like, all right, 30-year-old versus 23-year-old. You know, you look at the numbers and, yeah, they're both very similar talent-wise. I mean, they're two of the top five, three, whatever the hell you want to put them players in the league. Um, so, you know, you might lean Soto when it comes to that, just because you'll have him for, you know, a longer you, amount of you years. You better lean Soto, please. Right, right. Um, but we know Judge works in New York. We know how talented he is. Yes. We know how important he is to this team, to the fan base, how iconic he is. So, it's it's really tough, but um, it might. This is like a Matt Olson, Freddie Freeman situation. I just pray that it, by the time it's twenty twenty three, one of these guys is on the Yankees. That's all I can hope for. And if it's both, then holy crap! Put Brian Cashman in, in you know, I don't know. The I highly doubt. I highly doubt that. Yeah, but yes, me too. But somebody can imagine. Or like the Mets, like I send you the Mets TikToks. The people who are like, meet the 2023 yeah. Mets. Trey Turner, Shohei Otani, Aaron Judge. You guys are just Juan Soto. Play. Yeah, Juan Soto, Wilson Contreras. It's yeah. going to be the NL All-Star team. You guys are going to have like an $800 million <laughs> payroll, but it's fine. Hey, it's fine. No, they'll all take uh, pay cuts just to play on the team. Yeah, I think they'll the Mets should be bit. like, what the hell are we doing with Billy Epler? Why don't we? Why don't we hire Tristan, uh, Tristan the nine-year-old TikToker who put together the you know NL All-Star team? I know, right? <laughs> why doesn't that guy have a job? Yeah, he he could get the trade done yeah. for Soto right now. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I think I, I agree with the teams that you said. If I had to give you a top three, I'd say Cardinals, Padres, Dodgers. Although you haven't really heard anything about the Dodgers. You've really only heard, you know, the Padres and the Cardinals and a little bit of the Yankees. Nothing crazy though around there. But if I had to guess, I'd say the Cardinals. And I don't even want to tell you what I think a trade package would look like. But let's you know, go. Let's, gonna... Come on. Let's bet here. Carlson's gone. Carlson. Um, Gorman. Do you send O'Neal? I mean, he's young. I don't I know probably, if he's attractive. I'm going to look up how much he's making. And I know, you know, this isn't a situation where they're just trying to dump contracts. But right. I'm going to guess they just, you know, a, a guy that's not having a great year. You know, if he's making money, why would they want him? But, All right. So then, yeah, like you just said, um, Nolan Gorman's gone. Mason yeah. Wynn is gone. Uh, Liberator's probably gone. Liberator's gone. And then another big prospect. I mean, I can't think of another Cardinals prospect off the top of my head. Uh, Walker or something. Walker. I used to be. Oh, yeah. The third baseman, Jordan Walker. Yes, Jordan um, Walker. I used to be so good with this. Like when the Yankees sucked in like 2014, I knew like their top 30 prospects. And I also knew like all these other teams prospects. I used to just stare at the pipeline like every day. Now I don't I don't know as much. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really uh, kept up with the prospects. Right now, I'm going to pull up a prospect list right now, though. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that would probably be it. Now, how many players is that? Carlson, Gorman, Liberator, Walker, and you said another player? Well, uh, Mason Wynn, you said him? You said Mason Wynn. I don't know who Mason Wynn is. Mason Wynn's the uh, the shortstop. He threw 100 miles an hour in the Futures game. Oh, the kid for the – okay, yes. Is it Mason? Yeah, it's Mason Wynn. Spells it with a Y. I haven't seen that before. Here we go. Top MLB prospects, MLB.com. Apparently, I couldn't find it on the uh, the page. Top 30 by team. Is there any other major league players? They could send O'Neal, by the way, if they really wanted to. Yeah. He's not making much. Mason wins their fourth best prospect. Walker is their first. Libertor is their second. Yeah, that's a nice trade package right there, JM. Mm-hmm. Two establishment, well, one you know, major leaguer, another young guy just called up. Top two prospects in their fourth prospect, probably holding nice. on to the catcher. They're about to lose. He's the third. Yeah, I know that it's really tough for Nationals fans to like stomach this, like the you know the fact that Soto is probably going to get traded. But if I'm a Nationals fan, I'm honestly excited. Like. You're you're gonna have to wait anyways for this team to be good in a couple years, and now you're just gonna add a boatload of talent. You already got uh you know uh, Gray and Kybert Ruiz, you know some nice guys that were coming up. Victor Robles is a guy who's we're hoping can hit you know a little yeah. bit better of a stride. Um, he was a big prospect, but the team isn't. The team might be in pretty decent shape in a couple of years, so. I could get you a little excited, no? You know, this this is really the first season in which they, you know, were projected to be this terrible in a very long time, okay? Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I, I like Mike Rizzo. I think he's a really good general manager. I don't think this is going to be a long rebuild at all. I think they're going to get right back on right back on it, whether they make a trade or not. I trust this guy. I really do. I don't know what it is. 
And if they do make this trade, you're right. You know, you're going to get a lot of really talented players back and, and you see what happens. I'm looking at the Padres right now in their system. They're going to have to give up a lot of players that are currently on their roster. They are. CJ the Abrams. It's, it's actually incredible the amount of talent that has been in the Padres organization over the past couple of years, because it's like, they've made a bunch of trades and you're like, they still have a lot of prospects to give. Yeah. And it's kind of, you're kind of getting confused now because they're having a good year, but it's like, all right, why does the roster not look as good as you expected when you think about all the big names and, and big prospects that they've traded and, and whatever, you know, over the past couple of years. So um, I, I think if the Padres do make the trade and they lock up Soto, that is pretty much an all time duo. I mean, yes. Tatis is going to have to stay healthy, but you literally have two of the top, three sub 24 year olds in baseball that are also when healthy solid certified top 10 players so yeah and uh you know manny machado just sitting there right with his 900 can i ask you a question about manny machado why is he all of a sudden like loved by the league i love manny machado i cannot stand him i always did i had a weird thing with him i had a weird thing with cano though too they're kind of similar I think that's that thing with – I always didn't like him. And then the thing he did when he was on the Dodgers with Jesus Aguilar at first base was, like, actually ridiculous. What happened again? In the playoffs, he literally just, like, intentionally kicked him in the ankle. Like, blatantly tried to injure him for no reason. Well, yeah. I don't know. I'll tell you one thing, though. uh, The the Mets just played the Padres over the weekend (laughs) – and I didn't go to any of the games, but, you know, from what I heard from the TV and the rate listening on the radio, he got booed every time. So, whoa. What? Yeah, I hate to scare you, but I see this popping up on, what on the our screen hell is, here. What do you mean upgrade? Zoom's charging us now? Zoom's charging us. This meeting will end in 10 minutes. What the hell? Oh, my God. All right. Looks like we're going to have to make a little purchase in the middle of the episode here. This is a little oh. curveball. Yeah, no problem. Put the card on. Yeah. Um, Do we have a Heartline Sports Talk bank account? Does anybody know? Yeah, yeah. We got we got a company card. Yeah, the SND guys put it on the card. They, they got it. Well, they just got t- we'll actually just send a text and probably give us their right. login. They have it no. anyway. Where were we? I almost left the meeting. Oh, sorry. Um, where were we? Soto. We're we talking about Soto. We're talking about the Padres. We're talking about Machado. And yeah, I think Machado is hated by the rest of the league, but I think the players are starting to like, like him a little bit more. Right. You know, who's him yesterday? No. What'd he do? Um, so he got hit by a pitch and he checked his swing. So like he gets hit by the pitch and well, he didn't actually check his swing. He like went around and Angel Hernandez was at first base and called him out on the swing. And the call was actually right. I mean, it was close, but he swung. And it called him out. So, like, they showed a replay. And so he gets hit by the pitch. And then he's, like, walking down the first. And then Angel punches him, like, a few seconds later. And you could see him mouth Angel, like, screaming at him. It was so funny. <laughs> but he was right. He, he actually got the call right. So, right. good for Angel. They're playing. This is in the Mets game? This was Sunday night. Yeah. Nice. Nice. They win last night? The Mets? Yeah. Yeah, they won eight to five. Oh, good for them. Yeah, they need they needed that one. Um, 
Anything else with Soto? I mean, I, I, I think we're both in agreement here that, you know, he's going to get traded and I'm right. not going to get traded and it'll probably wait. I think so. All I right. mean, let's we'll see though. It, it would be very excited if he does get traded. Oh, it would be, so it would be something else. Just please uh, not the Dodgers. That's the la- it's literally the last place I want him to go. I'd like him to go somewhere in the American league. I'd like him to get out of the national league. East. How about that? And the national well, league. Yeah, send send them to the Yankees. It'll give us a better chance at possibly signing Aaron Judge in the offseason. So. Oh, would you stop? <laughs> um, I see one anyway. more jersey swap of Aaron Judge in a Met uniform. I'm going to kill somebody. Well, if he does, hey, if he goes to – if Soto is traded to the Yankees, then who, who are the teams that are going to be after Judge? The Giants. Giants. The Mets. Probably the Dodgers. They have unlimited money. Probably the Dodgers. We'll the Padres. See. Padres, if, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. That'll be excellent. that'll be fun. All right. Speaking of Aaron Judge and speaking of the New York Mets, we've got a Subway Series coming up. Starts Tuesday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, at City Field in Queens. I'm going Tuesday night, and I've never been to a playoff game. Okay, I've never really been to a game of this magnitude. So I'll say this: I'm very excited for what will be. I think the first playoff atmosphere for myself at a game and these two teams this season, it's going to be, this is the most excited subway series. And God, who knows how long ago could be since the world series. Yeah. Literally. I mean, when was the last time, I guess maybe in the mid two thousands when the Mets, you know, had those that 2016, but I don't, you know, I can't tell you that. I don't remember. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't remember the last time both teams were this good in first place in general. I don't think they've faced, matched, faced up against each other both in first place in, God, over 10 years. Yeah, it's it's been a while. And there's obviously a lot of hype around this. I mean, it's going it's to be something. And and last, last year was even exciting. And, you know, the Mets were a fringe – well, they weren't even a fringe playoff team by the time. There are a couple of games over 500. Right. And the Yankees were playing like crap, but they hobbled to a wild card. Right, and last year, and and we, we saw it last season, especially with the 9-11 game and th- that weekend at City Field, where the place was packed. Every game at City Field, the place was packed. And you kind of felt that energy uh, of both those two teams playing. And you're right, the, the game for the Mets, I mean, you know, they were fighting, for, you know, in quotation marks for a wild card spot. And the Yankees, who were still fighting for a serious playoff spot at the time, and they, you know, they were in a spot that had big game energy vibes to it. And, yeah. and this is just going to be even, it's going to be crazier than that. It's going to be fun. I don't, do you remember how pathetic the Yankee Stadium series was? Yeah, the Mets really. Alonzo hit a walk off, I think, right? Or they not a walk go, off. They're on the road. get a go ahead homer a, against Chapman. Right. They, that was when they, the Yankees were like, it was like the 4th of July or something. Yep. And the Yankees are 500. Right. They were, they were like 41 and 41. Yeah. The, the, yeah. I remember the Mets had a really good, they went two out of three. They killed them in the first game, came back against Chapman. They lost the second, it was a double header too. So yeah. they lost the second game. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, ah, and now you've got even go dating back to last, you know, series at City Field. And now this one, it's going to be pretty but crazy. Why? Why can it not be like Scherzer Cole? Why the hell do I have to watch Scherzer Herman? Did you By see? The way, hold on. 
you you might have be saying the same thing as me right now. We'll see. Did you see that Domingo Herman in like an Instagram comment? Somebody commented like, "Please don't beat your wife again," and he responded and was like, "Okay," with like a thumbs up. I didn't see this. <laughs> like, why is this funny? It's not funny. Oh my god, this guy's an idiot. Oh, we gotta hurry up, Merle. We're the time's ticking. We got three minutes. Um, we'll try and end it and be so nonchalant about it till right. we'll pick it up where we left off. Well, let's Play talk cool. about the pitching matchup quickly. Uh, we've got Walker Montgomery Tuesday night, which is a good matchup. Uh, Walker's been excellent, and Montgomery's had a very nice season as well. I watched him against uh, Houston last Thursday, and he really, I mean, he, you know, gave the two bunt singles, you know, to start the game, but he was excellent in that game. And then, like you said, don't be, by the way, don't be surprised if, if you win that Herman Scherzer game. Okay. Yeah, that, that'll be the one a, we win. Exactly. Like you, Montgomery will have a great start Tuesday night. Walker will be, you know, good too. And the Mets will win it late. And then the Mets will lose to Herman on, yeah. on Wednesday. Just, <laughs> yeah. d- don't count that out. <laughs> but, I know. I know. Yeah. The Mets like their chances in that one, I'm sure. It's not official. It's going to be Scherzer, but um, it's looking that way. It's going to be Scherzer on, on Wednesday. Um, what else is there? You see the two sluggers going back and forth, uh, Judge and, and Alonzo giving each other praise. Uh, Alonzo, after the Sunday night game, was getting an interviewed, and they were talking about it, and he was like, he gave Judge great praise. He says, you know, if you're putting me in the same, you know, conversation as him, you know, that's a that's an honor. He said he hoped he hits 60 home runs this year, which he's on pace to do. So, uh, you know, nice back and forth, but hopefully you know, they know what to do when the game starts. Very nice. Beat them. Beat them. So, what do you think? Like, Pete Alonzo and Dan Vogel back. Like, oh my God, please. Like, like they go out for the night. How many, how many calories of food are being consumed? Well, first off, they can handle like 12 beers each and be fine. That's number one. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, maybe two polar burgers each. You think they can do it? Two. I don't know about that. A lot more. Oh, my God. What? The Rangers signed Dallas Keuchel to a minor league deal. This oh. dude, just hang him up. Breaking Dallas, news. congratulations on the wife, Kelly. She's beautiful. Smoking hot, that girl. Kelly Nash, MLB Network. Just right off into the sunset. You got your Cy Young. That's enough now. Take your 9 yeah. ERA and enjoy retirement. That's uh, that's breaking news right there. Yeah. Um, Ground-shaking news. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Daniel Vogelback. Mm-hmm. Daniel Vogelback's a nice, uh, nice little trade for the Mets. Yes. Needed a bat, a power bat, especially against right-end pitching. Um, I like the move. They give up a reliever, holder man who a lot of people like, and you would think he's Mariano Rivera with the uh, yeah, with the reaction they, people were getting. But uh, It's incredible, though, the way people react to these trades. Like, Mets fans are like, is Dan Vogelback really going to get us to the World Series? Like, bro, what do you want them to do? Go and trade for, like, three Mike Trouts? Like, can you relax? Yeah. They're getting players that are going to help. No single guy is going to be like, all right, let's go. We're going to the World Series. You're right. And the Mets need to add other bench bats as well because, you know, their lineup as, you know, it. you add Vogelback and it becomes a little bit longer, but you also need – to add to the bench. The bench consists of Dom Smith and J.D. Davis. So Vogelback helps, but you need to add depth to the lineup as well. I'm sorry. Um, I feel like every time we talk about the Mets, I just bring up like Mets TikToks, but I saw one the other day of like Dom Smith 
and somebody was like, why are it's like a sound? It's like, why are you upset? And it's like, this could be, I showed you this, you yeah. idiot. <laughs> it's like, it's like, this could be the end. And it's like, oh, this could be the end of Dom Smith. Like, yeah. What? I'll cheer for the yeah. end of Dom Smith. God. I mean, what yeah, the, so... like, what are we doing? What are we emotional about? Please. Exactly. It's like me. Yeah. It's like me putting a, like making a TikTok of like the Jets and being like somebody shows like, Bryce Hall, and it's like, oh, this could be the end. It's like, oh, God. No, it's literally like you saying this could be the end of Joey Gallo. Oh, my God. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's so upsetting. Anyway. I love a 500 OPS in my lineup. Exactly. So uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting series. And the Mets, and now the Yankees, you know, the Yankees also have to, you know, add some things at the deadline. They've had a couple injuries happen. The Mets obviously need bullpen help and they need to add to their lineup. So we'll see what happens. Um, with that, but let's move on some teams, a couple of teams, really two teams that, you know, are big question marks and, and that's the giants, the San Francisco giants and the Boston Red Sox, whether or not these two teams who have a few players that would be very coveted by contenders. Do you think they should sell or not sell? Let's start with the giants. I think the giants are the more obvious choice that they should sell. Um, I mean, you look at the division that they're in, I think it's pretty much, um, I mean, they, they still have a chance of getting second place. The Padres haven't been playing their best baseball lately, but you know, the Dodgers have the division locked up. Um, and I just, I don't, I, I don't see the, uh, giants really making the playoffs at this point, to be honest with you. Um, I know they still have a pretty legitimate shot, but I think they're just going to be the first team out, uh, uh, and even if they do make the playoffs, they're they're not going to get far. So you know, the, the three wild card teams in the National League are three really strong teams, and right now that's the Braves and or the Mets. Whoever you know wins that, div- whoever loses that division, then you'll have the Padres as the second team, and then you'll have the Cardinals or right. whoever loses the Central, the the Brewers. So right. I agree with you. I, I think you know there's three really strong teams there, and I don't know if the Giants can compare to any of them. Right. The one thing about the Giants is that they had that crazy season last year where they were great and it was very unexpected. But this season, and the two players that would really, you know, be coveted by many teams is Jock Peterson and Carlos Rodon. It's not like the Giants risked a lot. You know, they didn't, you know, go out and make huge trades to, you know, risk the farm, spend big money. They can make these two trades for guys that could be free agents, but will be free agents at the end of the season, add more prospects and continue to develop the team. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I think they're in a, a much better position. Like you said, they're more financially flexible. And as you just said, they didn't really go out on a limb to build a, a great team right now. Um, the Red Sox are in a similar situation. Like I said, you know, the, the giants are in a, a loaded division or a loaded division. And the, there's no chance they win the division. That's the same case with the Red Sox. But I think the AL wildcard teams are weaker than the wildcard teams in the NL. I mean, you look at the Red Sox, for example, they're two games out and they've been playing horrible baseball. They're either on a five-game losing streak, they're one and nine. But you look at the team who has the third spot right now, the Mariners went on an insane winning streak. Now they open up the break. They've lost three in a row. It's just, there's a lot of teams going up and down, streaky teams. It's kind of a crapshoot. Anybody can get it, the wildcard spots in the AL. So I do think the Red Sox should sell. Um, Now, will they? Who knows? 
Uh, you know, Bogarts is coming off the books this offseason, probably gone. I think a lot of people assume that when they got Story, probably going to move him over to short. Um, and, you know, Yavaldi's coming off the books. J.D. Martinez could be a trade candidate. His contract's almost up soon. It's up. Um, so I think it's time for them to sell, to be honest with you. I don't know if they will, um, but we'll see what happens. Not even asking them to sell, you know, Devers, you know. Even right, you don't have to tear the team down. But there are a few pieces like Martinez on an expiring contract, you know, that just makes total sense. Like, why wouldn't you make this move? They're clearly not a playoff team. I mean, I don't think you can have a worse five games than the Red Sox just had. So oh, it was all time bad. Yeah. All time bad. But the, some of the scored? worst play I've ever seen, to be honest. Yeah, with. Like yeah. the, the fielding was actually, I don't think I could ever imagine a major league baseball team looking like that on a field. Yeah. No, it was, it's embarrassing. And Pitching they need awful. to, yeah, they need, they need to move on. It, it's time to move on. This team is not making the playoffs and, Final trade, J.D. Martinez. That's one thing I will say, though. I think that if they hold on to the pieces they have right now, I think they still have a pretty decent chance at making the playoffs. I mean, like I said, they're only three games out right now, and they're playing horribly. Um, But what's where's that going to get you? Even if they do get the playoffs, it it is a it is a kind of you know every team could has a chance in the playoffs, obviously. But realistically, what are they going to do? They're not going to do much because they don't have any pitching. Their bullpen's not that great. What like, is that, I couldn't tell you. What does that rotation look like in a five-game series, seven-game series? Evaldi. Sales Pavetta. probably, you know, he'll have a setback. He got hurt already. I don't know what his chances are coming back. Yeah. Evaldi, Pavetta. Pavetta's Waka. been awful. Waka was good. I think he's hurt now, though. It's, it's just not. Not good. Hey, no. your, your favorite quote. What, what does Joe Girardi say? <laughs> It's not what you want. Exactly. <laughs> so I love that so much. <laughs> imagine. Imagine this. Phillies. Remember the Phillies blew that six-run lead to the Mets? Yep. Ninth inning. Mm-hmm. So, Joe Girardi gets in the clubhouse, sits oh. down, his interviews, right? Yep. Hey, Joe, how's the uh, how's the morale? Well, well, John, it's not, it's not what you want. Like, imagine <laughs> that be the answer from your manager. I'd actually kill myself. I'd actually not be a fan of the team anymore. Not what you want. I love that. I love it. I've used it all day, by the way. It's all not day. what you want. It is. Right, exactly. You know, we were moving windows all day, you know, sweating our ass off, you know, feeling sore. Hey, Mike, how you, how you feeling after work? Well, it's not what you want, right. but, you know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. J- J- um, yeah, JM, you failed, you failed your exam. <laughs> How you feeling? Yeah. Well, it's not what you want. I mean, it's a great thing. It really it makes things a lot better. It clarifies everything. Shout out to Joe Girardi. I mean, yeah. holy crap, man! What a what a what a man! Um, all right. Is that is that gonna do it for baseball? I, I think, think that is gonna do it for baseball. Degrom rehab start another <laughs> one. See what happens. Uh, you know, what are you laughing at? You're just such a moron. Me. How many times have you made me say that today? Oh, what, what are we going to say? It's not what you want. It's not what you yes, want. Yes, I've made you say it so many times. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Like DeGrom. DeGrom making his fifth rehab start after not pitching, you know, all year. Well, it's, it's not what yeah. you want. Not but, what you want. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll see what happens there. Maybe we'll be back next week. I don't know who the hell knows. 
But um, all right, we got some things in football that need to be discussed, so we'll uh we'll get to that when we come back. The SND Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Here we go. Episode 70 of the Hardline Sports Talk. We are back. Michael Merlo and John Michael Masiri here with you. Had some fun with baseball. We're going to have even more fun, I think, with uh, football right now. Um, a lot of things. A lot of crazy things going on. A lot on of in the idiots. World. Yeah, literally. Um, and I you don't know where to start. I, I think we'll start with, with Tyree Kill, um, <laughs> who, you know, yeah, let's let's start with him. So he was on, but he's on first take today. And they somebody asked him about, you know, the Jets, why he ended up choosing the Dolphins over the Jets. And his answer involved, I mean, unless this was fake, did he actually say, like, oh, Zach Wilson's got that dog in him? Yeah, he said Zach's a dog. But Tua is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. So he's uh he's really dying on the stance. He's right. he's right. yeah, he's he's, he's gonna die on himself here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just was talking to you about it off air and I said, I'll save it for the show. I'm really starting to see like a Antonio Brown vibe from this guy. I mean, these are just outrageous things that he's saying. Like what, like I, I guess he's probably trying to push his podcast or whatever the hell he's trying to do, but can we stop? Like, this is like the third ridiculous quote that he said. First, he said, actually, I think it's more than three. I can't even remember all of them right now. But I know he said that this team is just as talented as the Super Bowl team that he was on with Kansas City. He right. Said, yep. Two is more accurate than Pat Mahomes. And now he's saying two is the most accurate quarterback. In the world. Yeah. He's, sure. uh, maybe he should just stop talking. Yeah. And uh, he sound less dumb. Tua with his 88 passer rating. I mean, would he really have that high of uh that low of a pass rating if he was the most accurate quarterback in the league or what about his 66 completion percentage you would think yeah. an accurate guy would probably complete a lot of passes now 66 isn't awful but it's that not, would be the definition of it it's not jaw dropping either yeah he's uh tyreek's gonna see very soon and i think it'll actually be comical with you know the downfall of this and you know kind of how bad it looks if Tua does not step up his play and be caught and take that next step that we think he could possibly that some think he can with Tyree kill and, and Jalen Waddle next to each other. This is going to be, this is going to be an interesting watch. I got to be honest. I don't know if I believe in the dolphins as much as other people do. Like, yeah, I actually, I, I agree slightly. I think that obviously I think the bills have the division to lose. Um, but I think a lot of people are assuming that the Dolphins with a first-year head coach that's never coached before and, you know, all this, all these brand-new players that have never played before are just all of a sudden going to – and a quarterback that has not proven himself at all are just all of a sudden going to mesh together and be this great football team. I mean, I don't think anybody's picking them to go to the Super Bowl, but, like, a lot of people are thinking they're like a, almost a lock to be a playoff team at least. I don't see it. Yeah, I you know, it's really tough because um there are so many good teams in the AFC. And do we th actually think that all four teams could possibly 
um, make the playoffs in the AFC West? I don't know. But the Dolphins are interesting. I like the coach. I like McDaniel. So that's why I'm kind of like slightly, slightly high on them. I think he's going to be able to do some interesting things, make Tua look somewhat good. It's going to be you know, the defense. If they if they play well, they lose Flores, who was a good defensive coach. Um, I think people forget about that too. They did lose Brian Flores. I don't. It could get interesting. I don't think that the Dolphins are going to win because of Tua. I mean, I, I don't think that's a crazy statement either. And but their offense is like you just said. McDaniel's going to find ways to you know get creative and get the ball in his playmakers' hands. But I don't think you're going to see Tua throwing rockets across the field at Tyreek Hill and Jalen Watt. It's going to be. Similar to what you know, the 49ers did with Jimmy G, where you know, Debo Sam, you're the reason why you're going to win and lose games is whether or not the defense is able to stop Debo Samuel. Can the defense have stopped Jalen Waddle? Can the defense have stopped Tyree Kill? Now, those are two pretty talented players to try and stop. I, you know, that'll be difficult. And then you also have a good tight end in Gasecki. I'm it's, sure you know what it's going to come down to the offense. It's actually going to come down to the offensive line. If they're yeah. improved, they've yeah. had a terrible offensive line for years. If they've finally fixed that offensive line, they spent a ton of money on, um, on blanket. Oh, Armstead. Armstead. Yep. Yeah. I'm so sure that's actually really what it's going to come down to. You're probably going to see McDaniel use Tyreek Hill in the same role that he uses Debo Samuel. Maybe not exactly. I don't think he'll be taking, you know, 10 carries in a game, but I'm sure they'll be using him like a Swiss army knife. You don't think that's do you don't think that's gonna be Waddle? It's not a bad idea, but I think they would probably just give it to their most explosive player, and it's Tyreek Hill. I mean the the, the speed on the both of those guys is you know, Tyreek's got the edge slightly, but Jalen Waddle's one of the fastest guys in the league, but you know so you don't think it's Waddle. It could it'll be both probably. And it's a nice, you know, you're not killing one guy. You know, both of them can get an equal amount of work. Yep. I like that. And their uh, running so- backs are not good at all. They have like a bottom half, bottom five running back core in the league. They got Raheem. They got Raheem. Rasheem. Remember you used to call Raheem. him Rasheem? You used to call him Rasheem. I used to. Yeah. Probably still do. All right. Can we talk about this Kyler Murray story? Did you see this? What, the extension? No. There's something to the extension. You're going to love it. Oh, this clause? Yes. So, Kyler Murray signed a crazy contract, a $230 million contract extension. Okay? So, there is a addendum that requires four hours of independent study per week. It was important to the team making a commitment at that level. Thus, it was important to Murray. It is literally in the contract. and I, I have it right here. Um, I'm going to just glance over it if you want to talk about it, though. I mean, it's, it, this is crazy. You're going to talk? Can you read me the thing? I'm not going to. I'm going to read it to myself, and you're going to talk. I don't know what the thing's about. Oh. Well, do you remember, do you remember like last season and in the off season, there were these rumors about Kyler possibly, you know, not having, you know, the greatest attitude. He wasn't a great leader, right? you know, they, you know, trust his commitment level. 
well, they're really fixing it here. And, you know, obviously you want to pay your franchise quarterback, but this is a ton of money. And I, I actually think that this works, you know, if, if you believe that he is going to follow this, then it works. And that problem is now gone. So independent study have? means player study hours. Independent study means player studies the material provided to him by the club in order to prepare for the club's next upcoming game, including without limitations such a such material provided via an iPad or other electronic devices. Time spent in mandatory meetings shall not constitute independent study. Players shall receive no credit for independent study for any period during which player does not personally study the provided material in good faith. I and mean, what happens if he like, doesn't do this? The contract's off? I I guess they have an out. This is the guy you want to give $50 million to? That's the thing. Like You have to put this in the contract. You're like, please, you need to care about football. Like, what? This is, I mean, this is crazy. He's a grown man. It's his profession. He should, you, we talk about quarterbacks all the time, and you know, having that X factor, having that dog in you, you know, whatever the hell you want to say, having the it factor. The guy is being forced to study the film and, and play and the playbook. I mean, this is the guy you're going to build your franchise around. Kyler Murray does four hours of game studying on his own anyway. And similar to the team wanting him around for the offseason as the face of the franchise, Arizona wanted a commitment in writing while going to a certain place money-wise, thus the clause. Oh, that's, that's for me pathetic. and Rappaport. That's pathetic. That's embarrassing. That's really embarrassing. That's embarrassing for him. Like, yeah, he doesn't care. He's for a both, rich man. I think. Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it... I think they're proving to the world that they weren't just making this problem up that they had with him. You know, that, that they actually had a legit problem when it came to him, you know, not being committed. Because remember, when that came out, people just thought, oh, they're trying to, you know, lower the lower the total of the contract. But I still think it's pretty sad that they just gave all this money and they have to put that in the contract. I mean, I know they're trying to put a, put a, a backup in saying, if you don't do this, then we're out. But like I said, this is the guy you're going to trust in a, big spot when you you know you need to make a super bowl or this is who you're gonna trust and who well, says just because th- that's in the in the contract where he needs to study the the film or whatever doesn't mean he can't mess up in other areas yeah this is uh this is gonna be interesting i, I really do and i i think they just realized i mean kyler was hurt for a couple of weeks um during the regular season they probably said life without kyler is not as good as life with Kyler so yeah we well obviously well... that's any talented quarterback but yes Ugh. you don't think they should be rushed into making a move I don't know I think this is uh this is interesting right, this you, is didn't be need to. you didn't need to extend him necessarily um was, was he fourth year fifth year and fourth year. he wasn't gonna he wasn't coming I don't think he was gonna show up I think he would have held out well screw him then but I guess they came to a deal, so that's it. I mean, he they had the, the agent was named Burkhart. They had issues. Yeah. I remember a few, uh, you know, a few months ago, it was you know this big drama about him. He he didn't want to play for the team. He didn't know if they were committed to him or not. There was this whole drama story with them, and people thought you know there's a chance Kyler's getting traded. Yeah, 
but almost no, he's locked. He's locked in for a very long time. And a quarterback that is not locked in for a very long time. Oh, not yet at least. Nice segue. That's uh, that's, that's Lamar Jackson, who was drafted a year earlier than Kyler. And you can make the argument that he's been more successful than Kyler. He's won an MVP. And he has not been paid yet. That's Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. And I got to pull up this uh, this comment made by Flor. Oh, I already got it. Coordinator. I already Please got read it. it. Read it. Okay. Oh, do we curse on the show? I forgot. Um, I'll yeah, just bleep it out. I know. Yeah, bleep it. I don't know. I don't, I don't give a bleep if he wins the league MVP 12 times. I don't think he'll ever be a one as a quarterback. He'll be a one as a football player, but not as a quarterback. I mean, is that not the laziest take or and this, the most casual take you've ever heard in your life? Yeah. You know, I used to be a Lamar hater, but I'm not anymore. I'm actually a Lamar supporter. That's uh, I don't know if I've heard a worse statement in my entire life. Right. The MVP of the league will never be a tier one quarterback. So okay. basically, to put that in layman's terms or break that down, Lamar will could be the best player in the entire league, the most valuable player, the guy who's going to help your team win the most out of anybody in the league, but he doesn't do it in the traditional way as a quarterback does. So he'll not, he won't be a top quarterback. What? Yeah. I mean, give me a break. Does everybody need to fit the freaking mold? What did Steph Curry do? We were so used to point guards being just facilitators and, you know, hitting mid-range shots or whatever. And Steph Curry comes out and just starts raining threes on everybody. And guess what? He wins the MVP. He's got four rings now. So can we stop? And not everybody is cut from the same cloth. Guys can do yeah. different things on a field and still win the game in different ways. Enough. It makes absolutely no sense. And, you know, again, you're right. Just because Lamar does it in an unorthodox way as a quarterback doesn't mean – that he cannot be looked at or viewed as one of the top quarterbacks in the league. You know, I think injury is obviously always going to be a concern with this guy. And that also could be the reason why the Ravens haven't gone to the place they want, you know, Lamar wants them to go money-wise. But I, I think it's a shame that he hasn't been paid yet. And we've seen a couple other guys get paid big-time contracts like Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. So I think it's time for Lamar to be paid like that franchise quarterback. Do you think anything has to do with, though, um, the the backup Huntley coming in and being very competitive no, and you know no. winning games. You don't think that has anything to do with it? No. Where Harbaugh not. says, you, you know, know, I got he, a big ego. I could win games with him or without him. You no. know, we don't need to pay him. I don't think so. I think Huntley's you know would showed some nice traits last year, but they know that he's not going to be their franchise quarterback. And I'm excited to see this Ravens team this season because I really like I really like them. Yeah. This I think they're underrated. I think they're going to win that division. Uh, when so, when does that ever work when a, a backup quarterback comes in and takes a starting job and is great? Tom Brady did it. And then Nick Foles was good for a year with Philly, left, came back, won them the Super Bowl, sucked again. Like it's very rare that a, a backup to a great quarterback will come in, be fantastic for like years. It doesn't I mean, happen. Do you, do you count Rodgers? Not really. No, no. He was a first round pick. They were molding him to be the franchise quarterback. It's different. Yeah, I think it's uh Jimmy G. He didn't end up with New England though, obviously. And he's tough. Didn't really end up having that great of a career, anyways. He's been successful, but yeah, I get it. So we'll see. Listen, 
I think Lamar should be paid. I, I'm not, I'm going to guess it's not going to be done before the season starts. Yeah. This point, we're about to be in August. Well, be it's surprised. still possible. Murray signed last week. Yeah, but I mean, if they're not there yet, what makes you think it's gonna? He's not holding out. He's not threatening holding out. Yeah. If he if he hits the market, that would be crazy. Imagine he did. He would get a a bag from somebody. Giants. It's just tough, though. I want like. I don't even know if it's possible for him to get that big of a deal because like the teams that maybe could afford that probably already have quarterbacks that they've drafted in the past year or two, you know, with a a very high pick. Right. Unless like a team, I mean, the Texans, no, no disrespect to my boy, but Davis Mills. Yeah. I like Davis Mills. He's a dog. You know, I'm very excited for the rest of this baseball season. I keep saying this, but I'm just going to say it again. I'm very excited for the rest of the baseball season. I really am. Up, oh, Mackenzie Gore, left elbow, soreness. Another blow we're, to the fantasy team right there. We're, we're having a, we're having some hell of a month couple and a half weeks. in fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> 10 minutes left. Uh, I'm very excited for the rest of this baseball season. Obviously, my team's playing well. It's, you know, it's going to be exciting. But I'd be lying to you if I'm not sniffing around and saying, "Wow, football's right there. Yep. It's right here." I'm very excited. Not, get, not, a, not just for the Giants. You get one you of know, those jerseys, the new Giants jerseys. Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna order my Kayvon Thibodeau brand new Giants jersey soon, though. The it's throwbacks. Nice. I'm very excited. The, I nice. like the throwback a lot. It's really nice. That's very nice. I'm Why excited. do I keep seeing a lot of Saquon Barkley hype though? Why do I feel like this happens every year? Yeah, because people are stupid. Yeah. By the way, it wouldn't shock me if he had like a I'm not saying, you know, like a crazy season, but I mean better than we've seen because the offensive line slightly improved. You have a better offensive system, I think. I hope it better be. Um because that was just Stone Age offense, but wouldn't shock me, but I don't know. He's an eighty one, I think, in in a fantasy uh Madden or something. Really? He's the Madden low. ratings are so bad. Uh, they're all they're always so bad. Yeah, that's right. You, you call you called me flipping out about the quarterback one. I remember. Yeah, that was horrible. The uh, Tom Brady ninety seven. That's good. Stay hot. I mean, Tom Brady being a ninety seven, like fine, but him being the highest rated quarterback. I, there's a difference between being the most accomplished player in the league versus being the best player in the league. Right. He's not the number one quarterback in the NFL right now. No, he's currently not. Um, what else we got? We got this. Uh, we got Bart Scott saying some things, opening his mouth up. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Bar Bart Scott. What What did he say? Jameis He's, is. Uh, he'd rather have Jameis Winston than Dak. I mean, come on. I, I like just... I like Jameis. Good guy. Funny. Really. That's where we should just end the show. I think. Just, you know. Yeah. On a depressing note of just how Bart. stupid people are. What they they got to pay these ESPN guys to just. All right, Bart. Just say something like beyond stupid today, okay? <laughs> just whatever you're thinking, and then like they're in the earpiece, they're talking about Dak, and they're like, "Oh, Bart, this is a great time. <laughs> say that Jameis Winston <laughs> is better than Dak." <laughs> Jameis Winston, and you know what's funny? People are, like legitimately hyping up Jameis Winston as the starting quarterback yeah. of the Saints, and like saying, "Oh my God." The Saints could be good this year. Jameis okay, well, has got the reins. I think Jameis could have a good year, but saying he's better than Dak Prescott is just ridiculous. 
I'm also just annoyed that like all these former players are just coming on to ESPN and wherever else and making these ridiculous takes and like they keep their jobs. I don't really get it. Bart's Bart's beloved at ESPN. Yeah. Bart's the boy. Yeah, it's uh football's right here. Football's right here. And uh Bart disrespecting my boy, my favorite Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. It's oh, disrespectful. Yeah. You love Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Oh. You're a closeted oh. Eagles fan and Cowboys fan. Yeah, definitely. I just saw a TikTok post from this guy I follow. He's a, you know, big gambler. He, uh, I trust his picks. Mm-hmm. Three of his, he says, bet these three teams doing the NFC: Packers, Eagles, Cowboys. I literally hate all of them. God. Also, why? As we're talking about just ridiculous takes, I hate on these shows, wherever, any sports talk shows, where they just, maybe we got to start doing it. Maybe it'll attract more people. Oh, God. These, like, ridiculous conversations. SNY, who's having a better season, Aaron Judge or Edwin Diaz? Hmm. Like, first of all, (laughs) one's a relief, one's a closing pitcher. The other guy's an outfielder. So you're going to be like, oh, you know, Diaz has a sub-2 ERA and a 51 strikeout percentage. Meanwhile, a judge has 37 home runs. Like, you can't compare them. And no, also, compa- no, please compare the them. We know the answer. Right. Edwin Diaz, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this kid. Oh, God. That was fun. That was fun. It's a good episode. Good uh, we're running out of time again here and, of course, on our Zoom call. So uh, we'll have to figure this. I think we'll have something figured out by the uh, the next episode. Next yeah. episode, I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead, but I think will be the uh, trade deadline. The night the trade deadline ends. So uh, that should be fun. Yep. These teams will have what they need to go make a World Series run, hopefully, and we'll uh, we'll know a lot more then. Oh, yeah. See Anything you else you got to say? No. All right. We'll talk to you guys trade deadline day.